Welcome in fans to the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. Uh, the first guest for this new year is head coach Brian Holman. Welcome to the show, coach. How are you? Doing great, Tim. It's so good to see you, buddy. <laughs> it's good to uh, it's good to be back on the on the podcast. Something we try to do every year. I, I noticed today we're not the only lacrosse podcast anymore, specific to a team. Ohio State came out with a lacrosse podcast. Uh oh. So. Uh oh. <laughs> well, the word's out, man. You do such a good job with yeah, that. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. No, it's fun. I I wish every team would do one, to yeah, be honest, because yeah. I think they're cool and they're fun and give you a, a unique look. Yeah. Uh, coach, let's talk about uh, the fall. You yeah. know, the fall season. Uh, you know, in, unless you've been a Division One athlete or a college athlete, the fall is kind of foreign to maybe some high school kids or or parents. Talk about the fall, how it went. Uh, some things that you really liked coming out of the fall. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, we learned a lot from last fall. Um, we, you know, we took a lot of the things that we felt um, that we did well, um, and and try to replicate those or amp them up a little bit. And we and some of the things that you know we didn't do so well. But the the main emphasis, honestly, Tim, this fall was, you know, continuing to work on fostering that that team and that relationship. Um, that was the driver of almost everything we did. Um, you know, team building aspects. We had an awesome trip, uh, four days up in uh, Hever City. We rented a big house, and we actually bought a, a guy that came in and cooked for right, us. Right. And, you know, we ate well, and, and we bonded. And, and it wasn't really structured. Guys played volleyball, and they played, uh, you know, three-by lacrosse. And there was a basketball court and a swimming yeah. pool. and. And we just spent two two nights, you know, up there, and and uh, we took a hike on our way up, and I thought that was a big uh, part of, of of our step forward in our process. Um, but the main emphasis on the fall was really the team part aspect, and just being m- more fundamentally sound uh, lacrosse players. Uh, you know, just stick work and communication. You know, my emphasis to our coaches prior to the to the fall was I just wanted us to heighten our level of communication, uh, wanted us to to really be really good stick handlers, sure. you know, getting that ball in and out of our sticks. And uh, and then, and then as you know, uh, a staple in our program so far is just this element of toughness and, 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 and defining for the kids what that means as far as it pertains to a Utah lacrosse player. Sure. Um, and I thought we did a really nice job of that. And that's Coach Teagle. You know, we're just so blessed – to have him here uh, in the weight room and, and our physical and our strength and, and conditioning program. He, he's a master uh, at, at really drawing a lot out of our guys. Um, so I think those components were the, the biggest uh, parts. And I think, I think you know, if you ask the coaching staff and the players, uh, I think they'd all agree that we got much better in those areas. Sure. You know, I, I come up to practice every once in a while, and so I, I can definitely see – uh, you know, obviously later in the fall, the team taking on some of those characteristics. You know, it's really fun coming to those first few practices because you see the new kids and <laughs> yeah. they don't, you know, they're unsure of themselves. And that's yeah. okay, right? Yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. Um, that's uh, but it's fun. You know, you talked about toughness. I know, um, you know, a couple things that, um, you know, is preached are diving for inline balls yeah. or, or balls that need to be uh, won, yeah. essentially. It's a great way to, to win back possession. Um, you know, so obviously you'll see that when you watch the Utah games this year. Yeah. Uh, I expect four or five this Saturday, definitely. Yeah, yeah. bare minimum. <laughs> there you go, right. yeah. And then, uh, you know, the other tough thing, uh, and I've talked about this with other coaches locally, it's something that uh, you guys brought up in a, in a coaching clinic you did in, in December, but uh, when you're going for a ground ball, a lot of kids 
take the man, mm-hmm. right? But a, a Utah lacrosse player, you know, harping on that toughness, you pick up the ball yeah. and take the check, yeah. right? That, that, that's the object. The object is to get the ball. Yeah, you know, there are obviously situations in a lacrosse game where there's a ball man opportunity, sure. right? But if, if you're solo, um, you know, your job is to is to get that ball or at least get it going in the direction sure. to where maybe a, another teammate can come and assist you. Um, so we, we do a lot of drills like that. And as you said early on, you know, we're, we're still not at a stage yet. We're, we're really, really close to where we have enough older guys mm. that, that – that clearly pass down those those messages, but 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 they do. Um, but you know, we still have 18 freshmen on our team, and to see those guys early, kind of yeah. tippy toeing. I call sure. it tippy toeing through the tulips a little <laughs> sure. bit. Um, Tiny Tim reference yeah. there. I don't know for <laughs> some of the older people, but you know, you got to get the ball. That's the object uh, at that point in time in the game is how do I get this ball in my cross and pass it to my teammate? Yeah, definitely. Uh, what was your favorite singular moment from the fall? Um. Good question. Yeah, you always catch me with these. Um, <laughs> you know, I reflect a lot too, so you would think it would sure. just pop right into my head. I, I, th- I think it's just going back up to, to uh, Heber City and, and, and in the house. Um, you know, there was a card game being played, uh, and, and there was probably 15 to 17 of our guys and our and our whole coaching staff involved i wasn't involved in it i was a casual observer because i had no idea what they were doing (laughs) um but just watching and the game the game had a lot of interaction to it um coach holman or coach manny or or gittleman could tell you the name of it but just sitting back for me and and watching this this group um have so much fun with it and and just the sheer kind of joy that was happening with our team uh in a small moment i think that was that was one and then and then i think you know uh we had a night uh, our last night there we didn't do uh, a lot of like i said a lot of structure we wanted the guys just to really have fun um but we broke up into four different groups each coach led a, a different component um and my my section uh and then we rotated the guys through and my section had to do with spirituality um, and just sitting around a table and I've got to be able to touch every single guy on our team um, with with just a, just an open conversation about where they are in their life spiritually. And, and you know, if we could help them or, or anything they wanted to talk about and just listening to some of the guys talk about, you know, God and how it's had an impact in our lives and also guys that 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 don't know that much. And sure. You know, and again, just sitting back for a moment and really taking a broader perspective. So I, I would think those two things for me were, were really, really cool um, and just had a lot of impact for me personally as a as a coach or teacher. So, sure. Yeah. Interesting that none of them had to do with lacrosse. No. So no. that's something for the listeners to no. take note of. Is no. I, you, you know yeah. me well enough. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the last thing that sure. I'm, I'm looking at at that point so lacrosse is just the mechanism that's all it is right it's just yep. a vehicle for for us to teach and sure you know so uh continuing on the fall the the the, the players uh accumulated a 3.318 gpa yeah uh which was above the department's average yep. uh 14 on the dean's list 31 on the honor roll and, and jared king with a, a 4.0 4.0 so it's something you've always always preached is is uh, we're going to succeed on and off the field essentially. Yeah. So yeah. Um, thoughts on the so last weekend you hosted Providence. Uh, thoughts on the on the scrimmage. 
Yeah, it seems like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was good. I, I the parts that I liked um, where our guys were really uh, emotionally invested. Um, you know, and I and I don't I don't want to sound like a scripted coach here, like you know, but that's part of our culture. You know, it's passion's one of our pillars, right? So, you know, that would be an alert to me yeah. if if we went out and and we weren't. Um, um, but I thought I thought more so it was it was just the almost true sense of team that I felt like with everybody on the sideline and and for the whole scrimmage, not for a period or two. Right. So I thought that was exciting. Uh, I thought we executed, uh, if you look at it statistically, we executed uh, at a high level on both sides of the ball, you know, offensive efficiencies, defensive efficiencies. Uh, our clearing game was really solid. So all the things that are that we're going to have to do to compete, you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're not anywhere near the level of where, you know, and, that, and no coach wants to be like this, but to, to play sort of a sloppy game and yeah. still be capable of winning. Sure. So, so those things were emphasized a lot uh, from January to, to that scrimmage. Um, so I like that, you know, as, as some of our fans will probably note, I think we were above 50% at the face-off X, and that was obviously a point of weakness for us last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to be a regular thing, but we showed that we could compete there a little bit better. So that's, that's a plus. Um, you know, so, yeah, and, 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 and one other, uh, point I want to make, and, and it's kind of a plus and a weakness is, uh, you know, we, last year, we, we struggled a lot at the first part of the third quarters. And, you know, as a staff, we tried to figure out how to remedy that. Sometimes you can overthink it. Yeah. Um, I choose not to go down that path a lot. Sometimes stuff just happens. Um, but we came out the third quarter against Providence and we didn't play well for, we had two fail clears. We were on defense for five or six minutes. Now that's the negative, right? Uh, the positive is, and this is an area where you talk about mental toughness and growing as a, as a program yeah. is last year, we probably would have succumbed there and, and given up a goal or maybe two. And, and so I think it was nine to five at half. It could have easily been nine to seven. Sure. And now you're yeah. in a two goal game. And as you and I have talked before, <laughs> The two-goal game versus a three-goal game is, right. is mentally a, a right. big difference. But we didn't, and we made save after save. You know, Zach Johns came in and did an awesome job there. Uh, our defense in a hole just buckled down. Yeah. Made a save, and then we ended up converting on an unsettled situation. Uh, and, and so instead of it being 9-7, it was 10-5. Right. And, and, and I wanted to point that out to the guys. Like, that's the kind of mental wherewithal we need to have if we, if we want to push forward and win those kind of games. Yeah. So I was, I was happy with that. So. Talk about the logistics of a, of a scrimmage. How do, you, how do you find a team to come out? You know, what does that all entail for yeah, the guys that don't know? Not easy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, who cares, right? Sure. That's the way it is. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, uh, uh, I saw I went on um, MCLA has a, has a website. Um, for for the coaches, um, you know, because we weren't going to – I wasn't going to have a scrimmage. Right. Um, you know, it's just we weren't going to travel. I didn't want to spend the whole money traveling. Right. Um, and then uh, on the website, I saw Providence was looking for a scrimmage on that date. So I called Coach Gabrielli, who's an awesome uh, person, was down at Duke a long time when I was at North Carolina okay. and has done an awesome job with Providence. And I'm like, God, this would be a great team to play because – that's a program where he's built up, and they're they they are, they're sort of blue collar, yeah. tough kind of mentality. Coach coaches yeah. with, and we talked, and he's like, you know, we have 
seven or eight road games this year and you know we I, we played denver and i you know want to get my team used to sure. so he 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 jumped right in and flew out here and cool yeah so it was good i'm very grateful for coach for that yeah, yeah. um this saturday home season opener against bellerman uh february 1st it's at rice eccles at 1 p.m um Talk about kind of the move to Rice Eccles um, and, and just what your thoughts on Bellarmine coming in. Yeah, the move uh, is, uh, you know, and again, uh, so blessed here and grateful for our administration and our facilities people. Um, I mean, they're, they're just, they just want to do whatever they can do for us to be successful. So, you know, obviously we've had a lot of storms come in. Our home field is grass, as you know. Um, and I just, I just don't think it would be fair to both teams for us to be on that, that surface. Sure. Um, so, you know, brought it up to the administration and, and, you know, they just said, what do we got to do? And, and, uh, I'm just like, well, you know, you know me, I, I would just play on our <laughs> practice field. <laughs> right. Um, they're like, no, that's not good enough. And so they moved the game to the stadium and just want to give both teams what they deserve, sure. you know, f uh, you know, a good footing to, to play our game in. Uh, on and uh, you know last year we had such an awesome crowd for our first day yeah. you know we didn't give the fans you know anywhere close to what the, we should have uh, I'm hoping we can replicate that amount of enthusiasm mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a beautiful day yeah. um, and give our, our fans a great opportunity to come to a you know one of the best venues in the world to watch a sporting event right cycle stadium um, and then uh, excite our guys to go out and, and hopefully honor the way our football team plays in that stadium, uh, which is typically really, really tough and, and successful. So that part's going to be, that part's going to be cool. Talk about the opponent, Bellerman, yep. uh, played them last year. Uh, they're great, you know, gracious to come back out again this yeah. year. How did that all work? And then just, you know, talk about what you might expect from them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we played them a one goal game last year and we, you know, almost gave it away there at the end, but we didn't. Um, it was a good win for us. Um, they have a new coach. Andy Wetley has uh, become a friend of mine, and he was at Fairfield, uh, I don't know how many years, uh, as an assistant. Uh, they had a coaching change there, mm -hmm. so Andy now is the head coach at, at Bellarmine. They retained their two uh, coordinators. So, uh, you know, schematically they're, they're probably going to look similar, but you don't know. Um, they're, they're, they have a lot of guys returning on defense, uh, and they have a solid core of guys on offense, and then they're going to be playing some new guys. So, you know, I don't have a, a big scout on them. As you and I just talked a little bit ago, I, I'm not a, uh, we're not a staff that, that overly mm -hmm. goes crazy on the scout. So, you know, we want our guys to, to play Utah lacrosse, and we feel if we play it at a, at a really high level, then that's going to be competitive enough. Um, and then I, you know, reached out to Andy uh, as soon as he got the job, and, and he said he would love to come back out. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go back there for yeah. two years uh, to, to even it up for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it's going to be good, man. They're a really quality. They're going to be very well coached. Um, they're going to be excited as we are, we will. They're playing for a new coach. Uh, and I think he, you know, obviously wants to put his stamp on the program. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be very competitive. <laughs> Looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. Talk about, uh, you know, obviously the, the only game a coach looks at on the schedule is the next one. I, I get that, but yep. what are some of the schedule highlights uh, for this season? Oh man, I I, uh, I just I told you I just I just saw on um, I, I don't know the name of the site, but it's a it's a 
I, I, the only thing I really look at uh, that's outside of, you know, I don't have Instagram and Twitter, as you know. Uh, I get shown things sure. by my staff that, that they, they think it might be interested in looking at, which is plenty for me. Um, but there is a site that's a lacrosse analytics that does a lot of really back-end work in the game yeah. that I enjoy. Um, that's really pertinent information, yeah. I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> but uh, they had us ranked uh, number 20 in the country when it, they compiled – you know who we're playing and so on and so forth. So I was, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Uh, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. So, you know, uh, obviously coming here, we've got Air Force and and Furman. Um, you know, again, very grateful for those guys coming out. And then Marist, uh, who's who's you know going to be one of the top teams in their league. Yeah. Uh, Hampton Sydney, which is a new program, and yeah. and their coaches. Really excited to come out, and, and again, we'll do everything we can to help him as we're trying to grow the game. He's trying to right. grow the game, right. um, and then we got a, we got nine, I guess, nine games on the road. You know, um, you know, it starts with a really, really tough trip to Lehigh in yeah. the Lehigh Valley. Uh, you know, I, I that game for me, uh, I think, will say a lot about where we are as a program. I have so much respect for Coach Cassis and what he's done there, and they play a really tough brand of lacrosse yeah. too. So, um, you know, we got BU yeah. up in Boston, uh, Georgetown in Washington, which is, you know, BU is going to be ranked probably in the top 20. Yeah. Lehigh is ranked in the top 20. Air Force coming in here. I think I've seen some some uh, schedules where they're ranked in the top 25. Uh, then we go, we obviously have Duke and Virginia, uh, both, you know, predominantly t two of the top, top five teams in the country probably. Yeah. Uh, so, uh you know, Jacksonville at Jacksonville. I think that game is going to be nationally televised, okay. CBS Sports. And I just heard a rumbling that maybe their Virginia game might be on ESPNU. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be road warriors. Yeah. Uh, but that's how we're built, right. and we know that. And we're going to have a whole lot of fun, as you know, in our, when we travel. Yeah. And we're going to eat well. <laughs> uh, and get to know each other even a little bit better, sure. and uh, and make and have fun with it. So, have you been to all those uh, campuses? Have you played all those teams? Uh, everyone but BU. Okay. Yeah, that's the only. Uh, I have not played or coached against them. Um, everybody else, yes. Yeah, Cleveland State. I haven't been to Cleveland State, so yeah. those would be the two. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You've been to Boston plenty of times. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know. We, we look forward to everything. Sure, yeah. I mean, how could you not, right? You're on the <laughs> right. road with your team, and you're sure. going to great cities and playing great competitions. Yeah. What's not the like? Yeah. I, I, uh, for the fans out there who are also baseball fans, it is opening weekend, the same weekend that uh, we're playing BU. Just, so, just so you know. I know where you're going to be, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fabway Park. Probably. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> also, uh, uh, just for lacrosse fans in general, the uh, the weekend we play Virginia, uh, that's a Saturday game. Yeah. They play Duke on Thursday. Correct. And so if you're a lacrosse fan, you know, maybe try to get out there Thursday to see, because that should be a fantastic Oh, match. my gosh, yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Couple, that, you know, that to be honest, that is one of the things I look at when the schedule comes out is what activities we can parlay it with, right? <laughs> As you should. As you should. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's talk about the team. Uh, the captains uh, named this year were uh, Liam Donnelly, Aaron Felstead, Seth Nieleman, Jimmy Perkins, who were all captains last year, yep. and this year, uh, J uh, Josh Stout, yeah. also named the captain. What what do each of them bring to the team? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, you're, uh, this podcast could go on forever. <laughs> um, you know, we're lucky. We have we have 
you know, four returning captains. And if anybody's familiar with the program, you know, Josh has Josh is yeah. been one of the anchors, right? He's sure. been with us for four years. Mm -hmm. um, so technically he's been a captain, but, but yeah. behind the scenes right. a lot. Um, so we've got five outstanding leaders, five veteran players, uh, you know, Three of those guys have are been mainstays yeah. since the first day we we showed up out here, and you talk about a cultural, you know, transformation. They're, they're leading the cultural yeah. part of this program now. They they get it. They're invested in it. They clearly know what a Utah lacra lacrosse player looks like and how how to teach it to the younger guys. So that's why I think our team has grown exponentially faster this year is because those guys are leading the charge yeah. um you know liam same way he was here last year um you know if, if, if i could just give you like a quick synopsis of all of them you know you have you know liam is probably the more social uh mm -hmm. part of it guys look to him you know as as a guy he's, he's kind of got a uh, uh, like a wise ass sense of yeah. humor in a rare way he's pretty self-deprecating at times but guys like that uh, so he kind of handles that piece of it. Jimmy is is probably the greatest organizer, uh, and I would say the most vocal on a consistent basis. Um, and if you ever watch Jimmy Perkins play lacrosse, then if you're not playing like Jimmy, then you got a problem, and yeah. he's going to let you know about sure. it. Um, you know, Seth is is fr like from a stature. Uh, yeah. You know, he handles himself with such poise and grace. Yeah. He's always under control. Um, he, he has a sense of calming presence with our guys. Um, you know, Josh is, a, is another one like Jimmy. Josh lets his actions, yeah. you know, he's a man of few words. He's starting to speak up a little bit more now, which we like, but he doesn't have to. You know, I've been around a long time, Tim, you know this. And, I mean, Josh Stout's in the top five in my book of hardest working, most diligent, yeah. caring lacrosse people I've ever seen. Um, so he gets exactly what he earns. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Aaron, who's the true model of a servant leader, just is always in the background, is vocal when he needs to be, but he's just like a mother hen. You know, <laughs> he's shepherding guys yeah. from the rear and yeah. pushing them on. What I think they've all done a phenomenal job of, and this is something that's important to, to me and the staff, is, you know, we don't have, like, class separation on our team. You yeah. know, the freshmen are in charge of the laundry, and they don't carry the bags and all that. I, I, I just don't believe in that. I, the team is a team from everything you need yeah. to do. And those guys have done a phenomenal job of incorporating the freshmen into our process as a whole. You know, taking them out to lunches, you know, helping them with classes. If, if you know, if they don't know what to take or things that they've taken before, mm -hmm. we actually have a little program on that just – suggesting things to, to the younger guys but but you know just just leading with with the qualities of a utah lacrosse player in mind you know very humble uh, all those kids you know very grateful for for the situation that they're in um you know very trusting young men yeah. all right extremely passionate when it comes to the game and and life in general yeah. um and and you know as you know how i am they're they have learned how to be brutally honest with sure. each other and with their teammates yeah. so um i we're blessed i mean honestly Absolutely. couldn't have five better guys I, I think the same goes for them off the field too Absolutely, they're, they're probably the five nicest guys on the team 
Yeah. Right. Aaron's maybe the nicest human Aaron, I've ever. Yeah. Met. yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. I mean, he, he, I mean, how hard that kid works yeah. uh, to to do what he's doing and and just have the personality that he has. He's been blessed, and and you know we tell him that all the time, and and he he passes that on to other people, you know. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we're just very very lucky. I, I do like his new addition to the team, which is his bike. Yeah. that he rides to practice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's shuffling from nuclear engineering <laughs> yeah. class to that's right. oh, out to the practice field. Yeah. How cool is that? I know. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about it, anyone else on the roster that, uh, you know, gets you excited or, or uh, you know, think could have a big impact this year. Uh, yeah. I mean. Maybe someone you're excited who's really progressed and, you know, uh, over the last few years. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple, and, and, and you know me. I, I This is the part of, of interviews yeah. and, and media that I don't like. Yeah. Um, I just hate singling out people. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just, you know, our philosophy here at the deepest core is, is team, team, yeah. team, team. So when I start talking about some guys – if I can't talk about all of them, it's we like, can talk about all of know, them. <laughs> yeah, again, people will get sick sure. of hearing me, but, um, but just for, for your sake and your, and the, and the podcast sake, um, you know, a guy that comes to mind, uh, right out of the gate, two guys is, you know, John Rose and, and Ruben Santana, yeah. you know, two hybrid, uh, midfielders for us, Ruben, a sophomore, John, a junior now. Um, I mean, their transformation as, as young men and, and players, I mean, just the stature they're holding, they're future captains of our yeah. program for sure. Um, but just their confidence level, you know, the way they see the game right now, you know, having a year of, yeah. of D1 under their belt, yeah. um, but more from the leadership and how hard they work. Uh, so I'd, I'd say those two guys, you know, uh, on the close defensive side, obviously you got Sammy Cambera in the middle of the field as a long stick midi. I think he's one of the most dynamic players in all of college lacrosse. And, right. you know, I'm, I'm really proud to be able to say that about some of the guys on our team. Yeah. Nobody will write about it or care about it, but sure. we don't care. <laughs> right. um, you know, Nick Hapney, a kid that played through broken jaw and, and separated shoulders last year, coming back. And, you know, uh, another kid uh, defensively I'll mention is Dom Mata. Uh, Dom, Dom struggled mightily as a freshman last year, times where he thought, this wasn't the right fit or thing for him and you know dang if 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 if, uh, if the process didn't work and uh, he stuck with it and uh, you know he's becoming a man now he, you know he handles adversity it doesn't blink um, and he's done a wonderful job so um, you know then I again you know this is really hard because I'm thinking about Zach Johns and, sure. and our backup goalkeepers that Bryce and, and Connor that just get abused and yeah. they're just awesome and you know you go down the offensive end and uh james sexton has i mean you know i saw this huge uh, shift yeah. in james last yeah. year like came in from occ and ha always had great skill and always had great iq for the game probably not the highest level of work ethic and i sure. think james would agree with that yeah. um, but as the season went on you could see him start to like get it like whoo yeah. All right, I'm not just going to get away with uh, being a kind of a fancy player. I, I'm going to have to work harder. Right. And dang, Tim, I mean, his transformation has been incredible. So, you know, he, he, he he's totally 
immersed himself into being a Utah lacrosse player. And so, uh, and then you had Colin Burke, who's a transfer. Same thing's happening with Colin right now. You know, fall was not easy for Colin. He got hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, we do things a lot differently than a lot of schools, I think. Um, whether it's right or wrong, doesn't matter. It's just, I think we have a different process and, and you know, we, we high level of accountability. And I don't, I'm not sure Colin was used to that early. Right now, he's totally getting it. Yeah. And uh, so I think he's going to, you know, he'll be an impact player for us. And um, so, you know, I, I, I want to stop there because, sure. again, I, I, you know. I and, and I asked that question not, not to necessarily call out the people, I know, but it's, I know. it's a good way for people to see what goes on and yeah. then also see that they may be having similar experiences on their team yeah. or, or potentially could have. So, so you mentioned Don Mata, you yeah. know. How many players out there have thought about quitting, right? But yeah. it, but either did or didn't, right. and then you know what what you can become if you if you don't quit. Yeah, um, I, I I think honestly, Tim, I, you know, you know, that's that's an area where I, I love to talk about because <laughs> sure. I think that's really what we're we're in this for yeah. is is just you know yeah uh, you, uh, you know I have a saying you know I I, I wanna uh, you know big difference between I wanna and I'm gonna sure. right and and there's a lot of young men out there that 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 wanna, yeah. you know, maybe be division one lacrosse player or, or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, the difference is, you know, are you gonna right. uh, do the things that it's necessary for you to be able to, to be in those situations? Yeah. And those are the great teaching moments that we live for, you know, it's getting that guy to cross that. that and they're not all that way, sure. but it's the ones that are that you, you have a tendency to focus on right. more because there's the greater reward. Right. Can you cross that chasm into like, holy cow, I get this now. Yeah. Um, I had a great text from uh, Dan Costa mm -hmm. uh, the other day. Uh, Dan played for us last year, two years, yeah. and back in New York working, taking the subway in every morning, yeah. 5.30, whatever it is. And the text was real simple. You know, Coach, uh, I, I truly appreciate the workouts and the toughness and the demands you put on my life. Because right now, my job is really easy. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. th those are the things that matter, right? Because, yeah. you know, they, now they're in the situation where real life's occurring. And they're like, man, I got this. Because none of you guys <laughs> could had to wake up at 445 sure. or, or run a mountain yeah. or, 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 or be asked to stretch yourself beyond what you believe that you're capable yeah. of. Because we all have those limitations, right? So, yeah, th that's, that's where the glory is. And, and you say, you know, there's a difference between wanting something and, and doing it. You look at uh, John Rose and, and Ruben Santana, who you mentioned. Not many kids are willing to come in and play D-Midi, nope. right? Like that's the probably the least coveted position in lacrosse yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but they've both taken it in stride and, and have excelled at it. Well, they've created an entity in our program, <laughs> right. right, last year with Dan Tracy. And Danny's moved to close defense. And there's another kid. I mean, transferred yeah. from UMass last year. Danny, I, we need help at, at short stick. We call it hybrid and whatever you need, coach. Right. Boom. Danny, after the season's over, you know, probably going to need more help down at close next year. Yeah. Whatever you need, coach. Yeah. Boom. You know, a uh, uh, rock, 5'11", 190 pounds, you know, maybe pound for pound, the strongest guy on our team. Right. Um, and he's another leader behind the scenes that, that kids gravitate to. He's calm presence. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the John and Dan and, and Ruben last year created this hybrid position for us um, that we take a lot of pride in. And, and I agree with what you said, but I would, I would disagree. If I'm a young lacrosse player, yeah. 
that's probably the position I would want to play the most. Uh, and I would make it so where you could take me off the field, sure. right? I can go back and play defense, and I've created enough skill uh, and mental aptitude that I can go down and play offense. And that then we get back to the old two-way nitties yeah. of, of sure. the glory days of lacrosse, right? So, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, similar like, um, you know, you're, you say, you mentioned a couple of the goalies that, you know, currently there's five goalies. Yeah. You know, how many kids would stick through what you're talking about, the lifts, the practices, the film, all of that yep. to be the fifth goalie? Yeah. You know, and so. Not many, <laughs> not many. But on our team, it's it's a badge of honor. Uh, and, I, and I think there are a lot of teams out there like, like this. But, you know, um, but, you know, they get acknowledged uh, and, and they are as big a factor as as Josh Stout. Or, or Colin Burke, or sure. Jay, and, and, and our and our team believes that, and we live it that way, yeah. right? And so, so there's there's value to every human being, period, in yeah. life, um, and we certainly want those kids to understand the value that they have towards our program. Yeah. Um, so our coaches do a phenomenal job of that. I, I'm very cognizant of it. So. Uh, speaking of the coaches, what anything changed be- between them? Obviously, you know, Will Manny, Adam Gimbleman, Marcus Holman are, are back. Uh, in, Thank any God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything new? Any any uh, different approaches or anything like that? No, I, I you know, no. We just, uh, we, we, you know, we're all we're all pretty much in the same roles. And as you know, it's really very collaborative with us. Um, look, man, I'm I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I mean, you know, I I, I probably work least out of all those guys you know they're they're you know they're unbelievable role models um they're phenomenal teachers and and then they happen to be great lacrosse players to boot right so um no we you know we just sharpened our edges a little bit on some of our processes more than anything um and again everybody has input you know adam brought up a great suggestion this fall about another version of our offense and put together a nice presentation for our off Mark and Will to look at. And it's like, yeah, this, this will work. So why not? Right. You know, defensively, you know, Marcus and, and Will are always talking to Adam about what they see and what they might be able to. So you, I, we have to be collaborative that way, but you know, we're just lucky. Yeah. We are. And, and the biggest thing, and, and you know, this probably more than anybody, we, we, we just love, I love being around them, and I, th- I hope, <laughs> you know, they love being around me, and yeah. they certainly enjoy being with each other. Right. Uh, so we don't take each other too seriously, and, and, uh, and ultimately we're all for the same thing. You know, we just want what's best for those kids and put them in the best possible position to succeed, and that's why I love my staff because that's what they're built on. Sure. Uh, anything else about the team specifically that you'd like to talk about or mention? No, just, um, you know, maybe touch it back on those grades a little bit. Um, just how proud I was uh, of, of their accomplishments. I still think we can do better. Uh, I think the team feels we could do better. We were the second best men's team on campus. Uh, we want to be the first. Yeah. Um, you know, chasing, I think women's gymnastics might have been the highest GPA. I think, I think chasing them is a good thing, but. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get up in their <laughs> range. They're, they're elite of the elite. Yeah. Um, but I want us to be the number one men's team on campus as we move forward. And I got to give a shout out to, to all the people in the academic department, um, you know, especially Sarah uh, and, and Crystal, Kendall. I mean, Sarah's just, you know, she, I should talk about her as much as I talk about Mark and Will and Adam because yeah. she's just a big piece, man. So that's a, that's a priority for us in this program. It always will be. Our kids know that. 
uh, and we're going to give our best effort in there as well. So, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Talk about, um, I, I just have a couple of general lacrosse questions. What were your, what were your overall thoughts on the PLL? This I season? loved it. Loved it. Got kudos to those guys, man. Um, you know, just from a lacrosse perspective, I just thought the competition was off the charts. Yeah. Um, that was my only thing I sometimes I didn't like about the MLL, and I expressed this to, to Coach Holman a couple times, is I, sometimes I felt like those guys were playing like almost a glorified club game to some sure. degree, whatever. Um, but to focus on your, uh, you know, kudos to, the, to, to them. Um, Action-packed, riveting, uh, high-level play, um, pace of the game, you know, spectacular. Uh, then you go into the media part of it. I mean, yeah. they're, they're capturing so many people's attention, right. and they're capturing the people's attention that they need to capture. It's the people that don't know what's going on, right? right. And and by the sky cam and the, uh, the announcing, Ryan Boyle and the, and the other guy was fantastic. And so I give them yeah. an A+. Plus. So along those lines, yep. would you want to see any of their kind of rule changes or, or little things brought into the college game? Um, you know, you know like I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily – the shorter field, I would say no. Um, the two-point arc, I, I, I'm a fan <laughs> of that, man. You know, yeah. you throw that in with the shot clock, which yeah. we all saw the benefit. And I think the shot clock in college this year is even going to have a greater impact. You know, as coaches, we've had a year to – figure it out yeah. to some degree and coaches are really really smart right so so uh I, i'm not one of them but <laughs> there are a lot of smart coaches out there they're gonna they're even gonna figure out new twists on how to right. use that shot clock but so i think with the shot clock a two-point arc uh is just you're never out of the game yeah. and it's just that excitement look how much excitement it stirred up in the, in the pll so yeah. if there was one thing i would i would throw that in there um, and anything on the face-off, I know that that's kind of becoming the next controversial thing. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, I, on I, that? Yeah, Would I let you like my to see it changed. Or? I let my staff <laughs> have thoughts. I think they, uh, they express it well. I think Coach Gittleman's he expressed does. It plenty of times. <laughs> I Twitter, love it. So. It's a passion. <laughs> uh, you know me; I, I don't get obsessed over it, so yeah. I, I, uh, I, I don't. I don't have yeah. a great opinion. You'll adapt whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what are you seeing, in, you know, on the recruiting circuit or, or just in play? Some of some of the trends that you're starting to see. Yeah, in, I, I, I think lines. I think the, the the clock being turned back has been a, a, a big yeah. boost. Um, this was the first full class, I think, that that really there may be a few kids in this class that were committed way, way long time ago. But um, I think it's a benefit uh, for the parents and the kids more so than anybody. A yeah. um, lot more kids. I talked to this year. We're we're not in a hurry. Yeah, I'm just gonna make my visits and you know see what I like and what I don't like. I think that plays really well for us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've had great success when we've gotten kids out here yeah. and really understand what this is all about yeah. versus what not knowing. Um, so I, I like it. I, I like the I like the clock. Uh, 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 I like the temperament in the summer that it, 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 I don't think there's as much pressure to, to go to uh, maybe as many events or, or to start recruiting kids. So I think from a coach's perspective, it's it's been a blessing. And I know from the parents and the kids, it's it's been a blessing. Yeah. So that's a home run. Sure. You know. A uh, couple, uh, couple questions from social media. Uh, this one actually came in from Aaron's brother, <laughs> Eric. Yeah. Uh, how do you get a team of young men to uh, buy into the process, culture, and the hard work? Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, you know, 
first of all, uh, Aaron will vouch for this. I, I don't I don't love the term buy buy right. in. Right. Um, you know that, and nothing wrong with the question. Right. I just <laughs> right. want to explain that. Right. And and I, I just I feel like if I'm if if I'm if I have to get you to buy into something, I'm really trying to sell you something. Right. Which uh, feels fake. Yeah, right. and you can't. So. You know, so the word uh, the word you substitute is commit. It's it. Right. It, it's it's a it's a we are we are trying to show our young men that there's a lifestyle that that you can create yourself uh, that that will be highly beneficial for you uh, for the long term yeah. uh, if you commit to it. And so there's so many pieces to that, Tim. You know, like this is this is probably what I obsess about more than x's and o's um and 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 don't get me wrong like you know i don't i don't have all the answers right we don't none of us do yeah. okay but you know I, I we do feel as a staff uh, uh, uh we can kind of hone down the qualities uh, of what it's going to take for a young person to be able to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve and try to zero in on them so you know for us it always starts with our pillars uh, and then it, then the teaching, like really like, blossoms from the from the pillars. Sure. Um, and I think to simplify it as much as I can, which is really hard to do, um, you've you've got to be very consistent with your message. Um, you and you also hold, have to hold everyone involved to the highest degree of accountability. Um, that 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 those messages that those that, that that commitment that lifestyle is being exuded every day right and then and then you just look for small incremental gains sure uh, and you recognize them and and you celebrate them and 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 then and then you continue to push forward yeah. right so you know that's a lifetime's worth of work trying yeah. to get wrapped up in and, and in sentences. my opinion those exact same principles apply to marriage sure and to it you know a career yeah right every commit to those things it's incremental gains it's celebrating the little things yep. right that's and it's, it that's it's it. being consistent yeah and and i think i think that's a great word that gets i think i think accountability and consistency yeah. are words that don't get tossed around enough and everybody's you know I, i've kind of been on this jag a little bit lately about all this leadership stuff that's coming out especially with the internet if you if you google the word leadership i think it comes up like 11 billion times yeah. or something and i think i think you know, I think we get carried away or just caught up in like, uh, you know, it's almost paralyzing. Like, sure. you know, you could pull up something every day and say, do these 10 things, you'll be a great leader or do these 10 things, you'll be a great. They're, they're, that, that's not true. Like, yeah. you know, so, so, you know, boil it down to the basics, you know, are, are, you know, can you commit to being an honest person day in and day out in your life? You know, can, can, do you really understand what humility means and where it benefits you and other people? You know, can, can you can you be gracious and, and, and show gratitude and express gratitude and receive gratitude, right? All those things kind of give and take. And, you know, so, but consistency is an area that, especially for young people, um, is, and I, I'm glad you brought that out because we actually talked about this about two weeks ago, about, about when you start to see that level, the kid comes in as a freshman and, you know, you know, it's yeah. it's up and down and up yeah. and down, and then and then you, all of a sudden you start to see it. All right, there's two good practices, there's three good practices, yeah. and th and then you show them that, and then they start to go, wow, that, I get it now. Yeah. I'm starting to get it, right? Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I hit the nail on the head.
Uh, also from Eric, how do you feed the team on away games? Uh, as much <laughs> as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, since we travel so much, that is a, that is a highlight uh, yeah. of our, our of our process. Uh, we probably maybe spend a little bit more money than most teams on that, but we're spending nine games on the road, traveling thirty some thousand miles. Yeah. You know, and as we all know, a good meal can comfort yeah. make good out of a lot of things, right? So if maybe if you're a little tired or whatever. Um, and we celebrate our meals, you know, we, 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 we really enjoy the times that we're, we're there. We, we rotate tables. We make sure the same guys aren't always sitting with the same guys. And, you know, we have some unique, uh, little things that we do that, that, you know, so, uh, I, I it's part of the relaxation process for our guys. So it's a big emphasis. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Usually it's Italian places. A hundred percent. At least once, right? <laughs> I'm not going on the road, you know, all that time without getting one good Italian meal. In. <laughs> um, another question. What, uh, who do you think, or, you know, the, the question is what year will Utah host the first ACC team? Um, you know, it's probably tough to put down a year, but uh, also Ivy League. You know, I'm going to so work, couple fans I'm gonna work really, really hard. Uh, and, and I've, I don't feel 100% confident, but I feel confident. We're really, really hard for next year, that being yeah. the year for, for both of those. Okay. So uh, if we get one, I'll be grateful. If we get two, it's a home run. Yeah. Right now we, we do have three really good games already set for April uh, of next year, which is a plus because this year we have three home games in yeah. February. But, you know, I'm kind of at the mercy a little bit with the scheduling. No excuses, but it's true. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm – little disappointed i'll go off tangent here a little bit um kind of i have a soapbox for a minute and uh you know that the, of the reception that that we're getting from the conferences um yeah. i i felt that that they would be much more willing and open to talk to us uh about you know admission mm -hmm. um you know so disappointed in that um but really really happy with with a lot of the coaches that are willing to come out here and play us so i'm very grateful for that um and very grateful for my administration because they're working really, really, really hard, Kyle Brennan and Mark Harlan behind the scenes to, to, to try to get us to that next hurdle, and that's yeah. to get into a conference uh, so we can get into the playoffs. Sure. Um, so next year I hope that schedule will, will look a little different. Yeah, okay. Uh, n another person wrote in asking, you know, what, what are your favorite defensive drills that help uh, athletes engage mentally and physically? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I, I think anything you can do – with uh, uh, young defensemen um, working on their footwork and and trying to teach them uh, appropriate angles, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's just as simple as, as, you know, doing ladder work and then having to have them, you know, slide to a guy that's dodging. So they get a footwork component into and then, you know, do a mock dodge and, and look at their uh, approach angles, you know. Um, and then the other piece for young defensemen, too, is is getting them to understand their role off ball. I think that's probably the big, the most lacking piece of of today's world with defensemen is just how to play off ball. Their body positioning that relates to the ball, um, their stick positioning that re relates to the ball. So anything you can manufacture. And, and again, you know, what we do a good job of, the staff does, um, I'm not a huge drill guy. I'm a big drill guy 
I try to replicate as much of the game in mm -hmm. our drills as we can. I just don't think doing drills for the sake of doing them is smart. Yeah. But so, so if, if you're a coach, like hopefully it sounds like this person is, just watch the game of lacrosse, watch the off-ball action, and try to replicate a similar action sure. off-ball that, that your person might be uh, under. And it's not that complicated, yeah. right? And the other thing is just make your drills concise these are the two things we're working on, or this is the one thing I'm working on, yeah. and then make them quick, right? Teach, right? Uh, ex replicate, replicate, yeah. teach again, replicate, and then expand the teaching and yeah. expand the replication. So start at the smallest core, show them why you're teaching them, and then do a drill, a drill, a drill that replicates yeah. that motion and then expand it. And that's the lacrosse uh, development model, right? That's what they'll teach you if you go get level one certified or whatever. It's I, I should know that, but <laughs> I is. don't know that. <laughs> so no, it, thank it, you for telling yeah, me. U.S. The, lacrosse, Yeah, right? you're explaining what it is. Yeah. You demonstrate it and then let them There you go. It. And then once they get a, you know, kind of get a hang of it, then you, yeah, you, then you tack grow, down a little right? more. And, and, and uh, you know, when we first got here, you know this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, were, we, we, were, we were on A yeah, for, for most sure. of the year. Right. I don't know where we are now, but we've been able to expand our our processes much more. And but we're still not even close. Right. right. Yeah. So uh, there were a lot of recruiting questions, as I'm sure you can imagine, that came in people looking for this or that. But the the best question I, th I felt was most applicable. What are what are the three things or, or top things that you look for in a potential lacrosse player? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a moving target, but um, it has to start assuming everything else is equal all right so it has to start with i'm going to use two words really quick is, is the character level uh, of the young man um you know and that sounds so cliche it's like everybody wants character yes but that it has to start there right because none of the stuff that we're we're going to teach here is going to resonate uh, or settle if 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 the athlete doesn't have the level of character that we're looking for a growth mindset, uh, a willingness to be taught, um, you know, a family background that values, you know, uh, uh, respect and, and, and care and, and love. Yeah. Um, so I look, I look, I work really hard on that part of it. Um, and then I think the one big intangible piece, again, assuming they are the athletic type that we want, because everybody's looking for, all right, the most sure. athletic, uh, would be the competitive fire desire yeah this is this is all gonna boil down to that guy that just is not gonna take no for an answer and right. he's gonna keep grinding and and working and doing the next thing and the next thing so he could get on that field yeah so, and um, and that's the mamba mentality yeah. <laughs> right. i mean you know 100 percent. you know um yeah, you know and the, and the to speak on that, uh, I was going to actually ask you if I could say a few words about that. Um, you know, just uh, I, well, I'll start with you because I, uh, as crazy as this sounds, um, when all that happened, and I had no, I had no idea about Kobe Bryant's uh, family life. Yeah. You know, uh, kids, wife, whatever. Um, but finding out he had four little girls, and I know you have three, yeah. and I know how precious those daughters are to you. Um, you actually flashed through my mind there <laughs> when I heard that. Um, and just having a daughter of my own, you know, uh, I can't even imagine. But but uh, the, the, the tragedy 
of that of that accident is uh, it's incredible. And then and then and then you don't even identify. You know, there's four or five other families in there that that are going through the same thing. But you know, so God bless them all. Uh, and and Kobe's wife and his and their kids and uh, and the other families as well. But you know, the, the one point I want to make on that is you know, uh, you know, God didn't take Kobe away from us. That's 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 not the way God works, you know. But but God does have plans and and His plans are for good. And you know, uh, I, I know that He'll be there to to help His family and those families move on. But but the. the the one thing I, I want to say about that is, is, is I'm saying many things, but what struck me the most out of all of it was, you know, if you break him down to the simplest form, it's really kind of what we're all striving for, right? You know, that's life seems to be very complicated um, today for lots of people, especially our young kids, uh, for many reasons. You know, you could pick one out of the hat, sure. right? But but let's just break it down, right? You know, Kobe was uh, a man that that loved his work, right? All right. I talk to our kids all the time about finding that passion and what you want to do in life. Kobe was a man that loved his family. You know, talk to our kids all the time, right? Uh, You know, I've been blessed. I have a beautiful family. I love my wife, and and it's 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 the number one important thing to me, right? It obviously was to him. You know, Kobe is a man that that enjoyed a challenge and and that relished the hard work and the effort, the Mamba mentality, right? Um, Kobe was a man that that had God in his life, okay? Um, You know, he seemed to be extremely loyal. So what what I hope people get out of this, and maybe this is the grander message, is, hey, man, let's just look at the way he did it, all right? And we're all capable of doing exactly what what he did on whatever scale you want to take it and and so his legacy for 41 year old is is way beyond and and he'll live now and 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 you know what better message that that to leave the world with than man you know follow me right right and uh so that's it's sad um but there's there's happiness can be found in that uh if you're looking for it I uh, I uh, I don't really follow the NBA. Yeah, Despite living either. in a great NBA town, I I just don't for whatever yeah. reason. Same. Um, more of a college basketball. Yeah. I know you are as well. Same. Um, and you know, uh, I didn't. So I mean, I could probably count on one hand the times that I watched Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Right. Um, probably less than one hand. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, this had a big impact on me. Well, I I I think it's those reasons, yeah. right? It wasn't about basketball. Yeah. It was about life. Um, it was about daughters and family and, and, you know, so that's why I say I'm with you. I, I don't, I'm, I, I used to be a bigger NBA fan when I was younger. Um, but as I got older, it's clearly more college oriented, but you know, now that I, and, and, and what I will say is in our program, our, our assistant coaches are all big NBA guys. So I've read a lot of the mama mentality, uh, coach Holman and coach Manny share, a ton of videos with our guys on on a lot of stuff and and a lot of stuff that he's saying and has lived is things that we're practicing and preaching to our guys every day right so so that's why it touches you because it it was so personal right with daughters and family and and all that connection so just tragic yeah Yeah. 
I, I like what you said though about the things we can we can take out of it. Last question: uh, What 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 are some of the challenges of being a, a Division One coach? Um, I think you know maybe something that the public or, or a fan doesn't realize or. Um, I don't know. I I I I'm a little different. I've had experience in the in the work world. Mm -hmm. I've run my own businesses, and I think there's a lot more challenges out there. Yeah. Um, I I think the challenge is. You know, I think my my biggest worry. I don't have fears. Um, yeah. God takes all that stuff away from me. But uh, it's just is you know when I go to bed every night, I, I, I've got we I, we have forty forty, you know whatever your roster is. I mean that the, they're your kids. Yeah. You know, so you as a parent, you know you tuck your kids in at night. They're right there, and you're under control a little yeah. bit. And uh, I don't get to tuck these guys in unless we're on the road. And sometimes <laughs> that's why I like being on the road. I you know, they're with me and I'm with them. And so I think that's my biggest worry is, you know, am I doing everything in my power to make sure they're, they're doing everything in their power to be safe and make great decisions? Yeah. Because, you know, everything else we can work out, right? Sure. If they're not doing well in school, all right, we'll figure out what that is. We'll yeah. fix it. If you're not doing well in lacrosse field, look, that's easy. All right. Um, but, but, but that's probably my, my biggest worry. I think that's the thing that keeps most coaches up at night. Yeah. Now, how do you alleviate that? You don't. Um, you just teach and teach and teach and teach and teach um, and, and try to recruit kids that you think are going to make good decisions and establish a culture yeah. and leadership amongst your, your peer, your team that, that will maybe eliminate a lot of those things. So a lot of work that goes into yeah. behind the scenes is really to try to eliminate that problem if yeah. you want to call it that or that worry right. um, I think that would be the biggest other than that Tim honestly you know I'm, I'm a I'm a lucky man um, I get to work with guys like you and, and my staff and this the people at this university every day <laughs> I mean just awesome people right I, I, I get to go out to practice in the afternoon for two and a half three hours with 40 some young men that I mean we have s a lot of fun and yeah. You know, um, I'm just, I don't think it's that hard. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, uh, one of my favorite things that you say to the team, because uh, the team huddles every, you know, they get on a knee in the corner after every practice or most practices. And uh, one of the favorite things that you say is no shenanigans. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, I think that that resonates too. <laughs> and I, I think that the first time that kids hear that, they don't. I don't know what a shenanigan is. They don't have no is. idea, right? <laughs> but uh, they I, learn quick. They learn quick, <laughs> and I love that. Like I think yeah. it's, yeah. I think it's super appropriate, yeah. you know, but also sort of jovial. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so yeah. um, we, we have been fortunate that uh, you know yeah. they have been. Knock on wood. Way. Yes, yes, we we yes, very much so. so Definitely. Keep uh, it that way. What uh, what books or inspiration things you're reading right now that that you want to talk about? Yeah, just uh, I got one sitting right next to me here. Um, this has been really good. Uh, called the Upside of Stress, written by Kelly McGonigal. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, it's the season's going to start now. That word gets tossed around. Yeah. So freely, I'm so stressed out, or I'm very anxious, or, or this is a stressful situation, and we always are on a negative connotation mm -hmm. when we use the word. And what a lot of what she's trying to teach us in here is that stress is really actually good for us. Yeah. You know. Uh, if, if you can develop the mindset of where you're, you're taking that that situation and, and twisting it, you can twist it 
into making a, a, a benefit for, for your growth as a human being. Um, so I'm trying to just read through there, digest, I've copied uh, some pages I haven't shared with the team yet because um, I, I haven't sensed us right now having that feeling about us, like this is stressful. That might show up on Saturday. You never yeah. know. Um, so I think, I think, you know, my reading during the season is going to – my reading off-season is really about ex expanding my, my general knowledge of a human being. I read a lot of religious books. Uh, just finished a really good by uh, Tim Lee Keller, Jesus is King, that, that he's written a lot of uh, good books, very informative. Um, you know, uh, 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 a lot of um, – I won't go into my summer reading, but that's – my seasonal reading is limited because I, I, I can't stay awake at night because sure. the only time I get to read. But, but it's going to be more pertinent to things that I think might affect us during the season. How, you know, how can I get glimpses of – of expertise that that we're able to share with the kids to help them navigate through whatever that is. Sure. This has been very informative, uh, and and I'm I'm a believer of that. I I I'd like to, you know, nobody wants stress, but but I think you create most of your own stress. Yeah. Um, you know, and and learning how to settle into it and seeing what the benefits are going to be for you, and then developing a plan to attack it. Uh, and then and then overcome it and then push forward. Sure. So I want to be able to teach our guys more about anxiety and fear and how that is common, and and not to let it overwhelm us in sure. any situation. So. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm uh, just you know excited and uh, just want to thank all the fans out there. This awesome university, this great s the state. Um, you know. All, all of our support here, you know, the facilities people moving us down to right, right cycles. I just, you know, that's not an easy job. Uh, just very grateful, grateful for our friendship and, uh, you know, excited for another year. You know, it's also a benefit of being a coach, sure. a teacher is every year is a new year. Yeah. And, and it's one of the glories of this job. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, you just hope that, that whatever comes our way, we're going to be able to push forward. Uh, and excited about representing the, the school and the state uh, with our brand of lacrosse um, and see where it takes us. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. This is the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. Utah plays Bellarmine on Saturday at 1 p.m. at Rice Eccles in the home opener for the 2020 season. You can follow us on social media at Utah Lacrosse on Instagram and Twitter, and we have a Facebook page. Got all the trappings. Got it all. There's something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I so, love thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. the goal and a goal <laughs> a goalie goal a goalie goal in Salt Lake City Utah a goalie goal <laughs> I don't care who you cheer for that was amazing a hundred and ten yard goal <laughs>